0: And welcome to Art Waves, a podcast about arts and culture in small rural towns. My name is Marian Myers, and I'm curious to learn more about the arts and the impact they have on my small town of Port Perry in the rural township of Skugog, Ontario, in the traditional territory of the Mississaugas of Skugog Island. Today, I'm
1: speaking to Brent Donnelly.
0: Brent, tell me about um, your business, your current business, and what you're doing right now.
1: So, I run concerts. Uh, I'm a tour director for a company called Live Nation. That uh, is a big concert company, obviously, around the world. And um, I um, work for them to run their concerts uh, all over the world. As as bands travel and, and tour around this fine planet, they need somebody to oversee it and that's right, in.
0: Yeah. So, tell me about your background and then how it led to that.
1: Well, I'm a Port Perry boy. Uh, actually, you know, if I'm if I'm narrowing the the field, I, I grew up in Caesarea and Blackstock area, and then I ended up going to Port Perry High School, and I went to Cartwright uh, Public School. So uh, that town holds uh, very uh, fond memories for me all the way around. And I started. Uh, in that town, as a musician um, in, a, in a local punk kind of uh, metal and rock band called Mr. Machete, that was um, uh, a lot of fun uh, with the, two of my my great friends uh, in this world, and we, you know, toured around the country and played with a bunch of different uh, bands in that time. And in that process, I ended up uh, being interested in and in how the concert business worked. Uh, the more concerts that we played, the more shows that we played, uh, I was meeting more tour managers and managers along the way and and uh, thought it would be fun to start putting on concerts. And our friends over at Trader Sam's, when that was a thing in Port Perry, uh, had said to me, hey, if you got, you know, A, they used to have our band come in and play all the time, which was a lot of fun. And B, uh, Sam from there was like, hey, if you ever want to bring a concert in here, let me know. So... Uh, Through that process, I was introduced uh, to an agent out of Toronto who, uh, you know, represented a whole bunch of different bands, and when Mr. Machete was making their first record, we made it in Prince Albert, and we had a drummer from a a big Canadian band uh, called The Headstones come in and actually play with us on the record and did some stuff, and and we became friends with him, and we said, hey, it would be a lot of fun if... um, if you came and played a show in Port Perry and we ended up setting it up at Trader Sam's, but you know, Mr. Michel- our band opened up for them and, and that kind of led to this relationship between myself and the agents. Uh, And I got offered more shows uh, in Port Perry and like Lindsay, Peterborough kind of area. So I brought in bands like I'm other earth and, um, uh, the Killjoys and all these kind of bands that, you know, a lot of your listeners might not know about, but they were big Canadian bands at the time. And we did, you know, shows at the Port Perry Community Centre and Latcham Centre and you name it. And um, it just kind of led to this really cool journey of meeting, meeting different bands and, and, and artists and tour managers along the way, uh, which led me to uh, having an opportunity to tour uh, as a tour manager for some of those bands uh, which led to me meeting uh, a lot of people that do my job now uh, around the country and basically when i moved to vancouver in 2005 i was asked by some of my colleagues that uh, do what this job is that i do now if i'd be interested in you know learning how to do concerts on a bigger scale you know uh, arenas and and big things like that and i said yes and here we are so now I'm uh, now I'm traveling the world and doing the same thing.
0: So. so Brent, describe what the job is. What what's it like to be a tour manager? What do you do? What's the day-to-day? Well, what's the Yeah. Term? So
1: now what I do like so when I started as a tour manager uh back in like the late 90s out of Port Perry, I would go and manage an, an artist's day-to-day stuff like their travel and you know, getting them to the shows and settling all their shows, doing all the math and the accounting for the shows, and if they had press, you know, taking them to press, and and just basically, you're a know, glorified babysitter in that position. The position that I have now, um, I basically oversee the running of a concert. So, I pull all of the departments together based on the work that our team has done. You know, from LA and Toronto and all these different different markets from ticketing and marketing and and you name it basically what happens is I go and I facilitate the concert on behalf of the company but I'll oversee the whole tour around the world for the period of time that that artist is on tour for so if I'm doing you know the artist that I'm out with now we've already been out for 25 weeks we've got another five weeks ahead uh, starting this week uh, in South America and then that'll be the end of my year and through the course of this year I've gone. Through North America, across Canada, into Europe, back to North America, and now South America. And what we do is, I just work with all the departments involved to oversee the whole tour uh, on behalf of uh, Live Nation, but also on behalf, you know, on to make sure the artists is 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 and their team are happy with how the tour is going. Uh, I do all the accounting. I do uh, I, uh, I work with our ticketing team. You know, to just oversee the general flow of of a tour of this magnitude. So it's pretty. It's a lot of moving parts, and in essence, I'm a chess master slash dot connector slash wrangler of people now.
0: <laughs> yeah. So a huge organizational skills going into that, and it's interesting because you you started out by describing what your creative side was, and that was as a musician. And I think that's really cool to come across somebody who's got this great balance of creative talent, but also is, um, an organizer, uh, planners, you know, has the strategic planning side down pat. Um, that is pretty cool. You don't find that mix of talent very often in people, but it's hard work, isn't it? The organizing.
1: It is absolutely, you know, a a hard job, but, um, it's very rewarding as well. And, you know, I put the time in to make it so, and so that for me is, it's important and, you know, it takes a lot, you know, it's a classic tale of, it takes an army, right. To do Mm -hmm. something like this. Um, There are a lot of uh, departments involved in making something of that magnitude happen. And, um, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a small, small, but also large part of it. So it's kind of a a weird one. It's, it's, it's a very important job, but it's also, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that, that are involved in making it happen. And, and we all work together to, you know, get it down the road.
0: Yeah. And so what do you recommend for somebody who's interested in the kind of thing that you're doing? What, what could they do?
1: Well, I mean, this, that's a tough one because, you know, when I started, you know, and this is a classic tale of like, back in my day but it was it it was one of those things where there was a lot more opportunities for people to see artists and um and go and volunteer at a club or go and volunteer at a theater or somewhere and try to help load in equipment and meet some of these people that are running these shows now it's it's uh maybe downtown toronto it's uh easier to do a little bit of that but these rural areas aren't aren't as prominent with uh with live venues anymore so Um, if you're looking if you're to answer this question from a broad spectrum you know if you live in a major market or if you have um, access to a major market that you should definitely you know dive into your passion first so whether it's if you're a musician then fine go you know go all the way and be the musician but if you want to do what I do as far as organizing concerts and all the rest of it you need to learn how those concerts run which means you need to learn about events and there's so many ways that you can get involved in something like that so for in, in port perry you know I, I, back in the day we used to have festival days there but if there's something like event happening some kind of event driven you know thing that's happening in port perry um you know you should volunteer and learn the, ba- the just the basics of logistics like mm-hmm. you can't run you know the, the the music is the small portion of the of a concert you know the other part of it is you know you've got to park people. Where where there, are there bathrooms? Is there food for them? Is there are there beverages? Is there is there, you know is it a hot day? Is there shade? It's all these tiny little things that go into an event. And so if you're doing whether it even just be like a street carnival or uh, or something in, in you know in the park there, there has to be logistics. There has to be like are we closing this street? Are we you know do we have police coming in do we have security coming in all of that stuff happens at every single event whether it's music or, or 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 a fishing tournament or whatever there's logistics so first and foremost you need to get involved in finding out about logistics and how things work and then once you get a flow for how the town works or how logistics work or how roads close and how all these different things happen you can start narrowing and getting into something like well, I really want to do concerts. Great. Well then go and volunteer at, you know, at at any event that's happening within, you know, a hundred kilometers of you that are, that has live music and, and learn how Mm -hmm. they're doing it. And then just, it just keeps building from there. Cause the the more times you do that, the more people you meet, the more suppliers you meet, the more uh, everything that you meet and can lead to an opportunity that might present itself for you to actually get paid to help at an event. And then, you know, work with a band. And then, you know, it, it just, it just kind of goes from there. So.
0: Yeah. And, and lots of creatives out there are, want people to organize them. You know, they want them to tell you, tell them what to do, you know, it's.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, and you guys have, you know, in in Port Perry there through, through your team. I mean, uh, it was always a relatively busy town. At least when I was there, there was always something going on. Um, Yeah. And I'm, you know, Bring festival days back. That's what I'm going to say to everybody. That was a blast. Yeah. But uh, well, you know, yeah,
0: we've been doing culture days and making it a time frame where it's really, really big, and we have live music and live presentations and so on. And it's uh, interesting to me that w- we don't get more uh, people of the age that you were at when you started coming out and volunteering and and learning these things because well, not my age though. It,
1: yeah. My age, though, you're not going to get people, you know, in mid 40s generally wanting to get into the concert business.
0: Oh, no, no. Do that's what it. I meant was your yeah, age yeah. when you started volunteering. Yeah. Like yeah. That, yeah.
1: You know, it's just. Yeah, I know. It, and it's interesting. But I. But the thing is, it's like, let's let's remember that, you know, I I got into the concert side of things because I was passionate about music and concerts and I had an opportunity to do them. And I had a relationship with agents that allowed me to do them. Um mm-hmm. What's changed now? And the thing is in Port Perry. I mean, Adams some Speakers is there. It, it's one of the biggest speaker, you know, and PA companies in the world, and it's located in yeah. Port Perry, Ontario. And yeah. you know, the fact that they're right there. I mean, I would have loved for that to happen when I was trying to, you know, cut my teeth and, and do concerts. But a lot of people don't realize that they're right in our in your backyard there. And um, so there's still a an an opportunity there um to to get involved it's just whether you know like with me bringing concerts into town we would have people come and show up you know that wanted to be involved in those concerts Mm -hmm. but if those events aren't happening in town then people aren't going to think about it like you kind of have to remind them that concerts are happening you know uh, years a couple years ago i was there for for big rec on canada day uh and we did an event at the at the fairgrounds and it was great. It saw all a whole bunch of people that I went to school with, but a whole bunch of people would come up to me and go, you know, we need more of this. And obviously I didn't put it on. I was hired by 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 the local team to kind of mm-hmm. come in and, and 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 help it. But um but it definitely it was like this this town needs this again. They need this boost. I mean there's so many people in the area and I think if you had more of those happening you would get more people volunteering and more people interested in in that side of it, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And if if people aren't, if people, sorry, sorry, if people aren't inundated with it or, or presented with it, they don't think about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's such a, an outlet for everybody to be able to go and see local music, see live music, uh, live performance of any kind. So anything we can do in the town, in any small town to Mm -hmm. get that going is, would be great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. I think it definitely, it definitely needs to happen. And, um, you know, there, there's, there's 800 people everywhere that'll come to the right show. So, you know, there's yeah. a market everywhere. There's a market yeah. everywhere, you know, for yeah. everything. So. Yeah.
0: And, um, do you get involved in the marketing side of the show or is it more of a tour or is it you stick strictly no. to the tour management.
1: No, I'm on production and I, and I'm not, I'm, i I'm on the production side of, of things. So uh, mm-hmm. marketing is handled in a completely separate entity. If I was doing my own concerts, you know, but like back in Port Perry, you know, I was putting posters up on all the thing of all the mm-hmm. everywhere and, and advertising and all the local stores. But no, for me, it was uh, always, um, or it is mostly production based, which is logistics. Like when are we loading in and, you know, how many stagehands do we need and you know what's the rent on the building and you know I do all the accounting as well so you know I'm overseeing expenses for the show and uh, Did you
0: go and take any kind of formal training to try and boost up those skills like like those the bookkeeping skills you're talking about
1: <laughs> No so what happens is is that uh, I I mean I did go to Durham College uh back in like 94 they had an entertainment administration course. It's a much more mm-hmm. d- dialed in, detailed course now than it than the one that I was in. Uh mm-hmm. and I highly recommend people go there and see Marty and everybody and, and, and dive into that course. But um the uh no, I basically, you know, learned the basics of like theater management and some basic accounting in, in the college side of it, but you know, nothing nothing trains you quicker than just going out and doing it. Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of, I was kind of thrown into it and saying, you know, here's our settlement tab, you know, tablet, here's our, you know, our workbook for accounting and, and can you, you know, how well do you know Excel and Microsoft Excel and, you know, and blah, 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 and and, and just go and you don't figure it out. You get help, you get a bit of support, but you, you, in essence, you, you have to do it, you know, yourself, you you know, you kind of have to learn on the, on the fly.
0: And did you get um, any mentors along the way, Brent? Like as you ended up Tons. working on, yeah, yeah. And I mean, every single
1: you... every single person that I work with is a mentor. You know, honestly. And um, the the thing is, is like some of the people that I met when I first started in this business. I mean, I'm still best friends with the guys in my band, yeah. and you know, uh, you know, um, you know Chris from that that band, who maybe you guys will have on the show one day. He he. Um, you know he was he was the guy that was already in a band when I joined the band and and he, he you know was a super inspirational dude that that uh in, you know was a mentor to me as a musician um which you know uh, really helped get my confidence as a musician but also like learn you know I wanted to learn more about the business because of you know he'd already been 5 years ahead of me 6 years ahead of me in, in music and it was really cool and that led to an agent that you know taught me how to work out deals and then it led me to a manager who showed me how to you know how he manages a band of like a major canadian band at a major scale and what goes into that and then you know like i get touring and i meet promoters that show me how they do concerts right mm-hmm. and then and then my personal production mentors you know i still speak to every single day i mean i work with them some of the people i met in those in this business in 90 90. The first tour I ever did as a tour manager, physically tour managing an artist, was 1998. But my uh, one of the first people I met in this business, I met in 1995 at the Ostra Civic Auditorium, and he's one of my colleagues, and we work together still almost every single every single year. And yeah. um, you know, everyone that you know, everyone's a mentor because everyone's doing the job at either a bigger scale or they're doing it differently than you and you're learning from them about how they do it. So I've got tons of them and I call them all the time and we talk all the time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so know. what's next for you? What are you, what are you working on now or what's it? What are you planning Well, I've got now? another, t-
1: I've got another tour um, that's happening. Um, you know, I'm fin- I've am i been out with an artist all year and we um, have been touring the world, you know, like crazy. And we've got one more, big tour happening here starting this sunday uh so i'm not sure when this is going to air but this is uh, basically from october the 16th until november the 6th i'll be in south america uh with this artist and we're doing you know stadiums and arenas all over the place and then that'll kind of put me off for the rest of the year when i get home and then uh, i start planning on 23 and 23 i've got another world tour uh planned with another uh very large artist, which is exciting, and we're gonna we're gonna hit probably fifty countries in twenty three. So it's, it's, oh uh,
0: wow, you're it's gonna a be lot business. of planning. Yeah, so it's we're a, lucky it's, to do a, a lot, lot of planning. Of yeah, it's yeah,
1: a, it's a lot of planning, but it's fun. Hey,
0: hey, just out of curiosity, do you write it all down as you do? Like, do you have checklists and stuff like that that help you to manage it, or do you more or less manage to keep it all in your brain?
1: Well, that's dangerous, but. Uh, we, I definitely have notes and I definitely, you know, we have a thing that we call, um, an advanced sheet that goes into like, you know, when you're building a tour, it's sort of an internal checklist, just internally, you know, you know, Mm -hmm. just, uh, you know, have we done this and what's happening with, with, you know, let me check with the tour and find out how they're traveling and, and, you know, do, do all the markets have all the information that they need, you know, production wise and. What, what they may be missing and so I do have a, a checklist that I go into every tour with and then I have a follow-up checklist of like all right now I've covered off this the tour started what needs to change you know do we need to adjust this you know we're coming in at 7 a.m can we come in at 8 a.m it's just little tiny things that that change as, as a tour kind of takes life and then um yeah and then accounting wise it sort of has the same kind of checklist it's like don't forget to click this cell or that. cell. you know, there's a lot of little tiny things that you have to do, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of cool. Um, what's happening in Port Perry right now is overall, like how's the scene there for you guys? Do you guys do still do a ton of events there?
0: Well, yeah, Skookum Arts uh is sort of the home base for Culture Days and that's always the uh, last weekend of September. And so that's been really good. That's been growing over the 10 years that that has happened and so we always have um a music series um during the day and it's been a really it's a great program because it's promoted nationally and provincially And they've got some pretty good marketing efforts behind websites and so on. So that although Culture Days happens in every community and it's not unique to Skugog, um, we make we do things that make it unique to Skugog. So we make sure that um you know the musicians are local or for instance we've got indigenous musicians we have the mississauga's um, drumming group that type of thing things that are related to um the town as far as the music mm-hmm. side and and then the the visual art side is really trying to relate it to some of the other uh, cultural things in the town. You know, we're in a beautiful little lake, as you know, and mm-hmm. there's lots of good fishing in it. So like we hold a an arts fishing derby for kids, you know, so they fish in a little pool and they get a lovely wooden die cut fish that's uh, to paint and they sit down and paint it. And, you know, so we do some, we, we make a, take a bow to the, um, the, the agricultural fairs that happen in Blackstock where you grew up in Port Perry and and we um, take a bow to it by having a demo, demo de- demolition car and we just park it in the middle of the street and let people paint it, which kids just can't believe that they can actually throw some real paint on a car. So they have a lot of right. fun with that. And um, and we've now built up around Lake Skugog Studio Tour, which is in May, a whole 10-day festival that involves a lot of music. Now there's a few more venues. It's like there's more venues, but less venues than when you started. So it's like, oh, now we've got Two Bloke Cider, which gives us a great outdoor venue, plus Old Flame Brewery, which ha- they just built a stage inside. So there's Correct. that kind of thing that's now available. Um, and not so much the bands in the restaurants. Yes, there are, there's live music, uh, lots of live musics in one of the restaurants, but it's uh, a bit of a, uh, you know, it has its audience that is that restaurant's audience that comes out to it. And, um, and I, I think we still have an underused theater property, but so it is. It's changing. It's, it's evolving. There's still live music. I'd love to see an open mic night happening in town. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's.
1: There's stuff going on.
0: And you guys, you still have
1: the town hall. You have the town hall. I do see that yeah. they do a few, a handful of concerts there. But that, you know, I always remembered it being a little bit difficult to do shows there. There was just a little bit of, um, how do I say? It wasn't easy, you know, the load-in's not great. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. The load-in isn't great, but they've got a new sound system. They've got a new lighting system. They're upgrading the sound system even more. They've got some grants to rebuild some of that back end and make that load-in easier. So that's the kind of thing that it's not visually obvious, but it's, yeah, part of what they need to do. And, and, to make it um, a little more of a, of a venue for concerts, too, would be very cool. So we're mm-hmm. kind of working on that. And uh, um, I, I think that that's a huge opportunity. It's Right now, it's available for people to rent it, to put on their own music shows, but they don't present shows. Um, yeah. So that's kind of cool. But Adamson's, for instance, you mentioned them. Um, they do a big concert that they use as a, they do it as a fundraiser for, um, big brothers, big sisters, in part, those guys do some of the organizational side of it. Um, and for Adamson's, it's a chance for them to invite people out to actually, they hold it right on their property. And so that people buying the, the, um, is speakers that they sell can come out and actually hear it and you know that kind of thing so it's got a it's a real multi-purpose kind of an event that they put on country music
1: i, I really want your listeners to know that you know i see Adams shirts all around the world yeah yep. my, my colleagues use them uh, a lot of the, the the you know some of the tours i've been on are using them so that company not not necessarily i don't want to say put port perry on the map i'm saying port perry is well represented Mm -hmm. around the world from that company and so if people wonder about our you know that little town i Mm -hmm. mean adamson is a very respected pa company and they are extremely prominent around the world and i don't know if people realize that you know just locally in town what kind of impact that that company has on the music business. Yeah. So there and, you go. So there you yeah, go. Yeah. And,
0: and a great manufacturing company. So it's, uh, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It's there's lots cool. happening. Yeah.
1: No, well, it's Brent, a very cool thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It. Anything you want to add to our conversation?
1: Anything you well, feel Well, I mean, like? if there's anybody young, you know, young minds out there that are, um, looking to get involved in the music side of it or all the rest of it um you know you have avenues now as you mentioned there's a few venues there um don't be afraid to just put you know take a risk and 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 rent the Latcham center and put on a little show for your friends bands and things like that i mean the team that i dealt with um when i was starting out with you know i would do all my rentals through um at the uh the community center and stuff they were just amazing they were so supportive of of me starting and and doing shows and it was a real big you know people still talk about that i'm other earth show that i did at the community center or whatever and that band still talks about it yeah cool you know yeah. in fact you, you know you <clears throat> you get to know artists over the course of a year and i course of your years and and i i've you know become kind of close with a couple of the guys from that band, but I'm known as Brent from Port Perry, you know, I mean, because of, because of that, that, the effect that that show in that small town had, you know, and that was, you know, a big thing. And, and, um, so just don't be afraid to take the risk. I mean, you know, and hopefully the town will recognize people that are taking risks and Mm -hmm. give them the support they need to try and, and, and build a scene there. Because yeah. I know what it's like with politics and all the rest of it. And it's like, oh, is it going to be too loud? Or is it going to be this or is it going to be that? I understand. Is it that. after you
0: 11 can't... o'clock? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm just like, you can't like you can't build a scene unless you take a bit of risk. Unless you put on events that might make the, the neighbor angry at 11.15. But, you know, you've got a thousand people in town having an incredible time. So, you know, it's just... And- the, you know, that's, that's my, my thing is, is, um, you gotta, you gotta have a little bit of risk and and the town has to be able to support a little bit of risk in order to build that, you know? Yeah.
0: And, and to, to not get overly concerned if you're not, you know, you don't make all your goals the first time you do something and that you, you, that it takes time to build up and you have to keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. And, uh, it's, you never
1: stop chasing it. I've never stopped chasing my dreams or goals or anything. And um, they take different, you know, I have a, a podcast obviously now that um, I go out and I, I talk to people all from all around the world about their journeys to, you know, making it and their definitions of making it. And everyone's changed. You know, I've spoken to artists that, you know, have toured the world and sold millions of records and you'd be like, have you made it? And they're like, well, not really, because I, I want to do this still. You know, and it's and um, I liken it to like a hockey player working their whole life to make in the NHL. And then they get in there and it's like, well, did you make it? It's like, yeah, but I want to score a goal. Okay, scored a goal. Now what? Well, now I want to win a Stanley Cup. Well, I never won the Stanley Cup. So now I just want to coach for the rest of my life. Like people's priorities and things change, but they start in tiny little towns like Port Perry and Blackstock and Caesarea all of them, all three you know Lindsay Peterborough, they've all contributed to my journey because um, because of the opportunities that you know I was given in those towns to to try to carve out my dream and just don't stop thinking about about it and go after it yeah. because you know you can get it, and um and it you know i'll I'll never forget the, my journey starting there uh, with my yeah. bandmates Chris and Dent. You know those guys, um, the fellow Brents as well. They are my my best friends, and those guys inspire me every day and still inspire me every day. And they gave me an opportunity to join a band and play around the country with them, uh, and that all started in yeah. Cartwright Public School and then yeah. Port Perry High School. And then, so t- tell
0: tell you know, everybody the name the of your podcast.
1: <laughs> um, my show is called the Brenton on Tour Podcast. So it's just Brenton on tour, you can find it at brentonontour.com and uh, all the episodes are there. And I, 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 it started with me trying to find all the best coffee in the world. And then it (laughs) led to finding and talking to musicians who also love coffee around the world. And then it's just kind of (laughs) taken form and and turned into this whole thing where now I talk, I kind of do, I could do, I do coffee, music, travel and life and kind of combine them all into a big show and there you go so
0: oh thank you that's so good that's cool well we'll send people your way thank you to our listeners art waves is uh, brought to you by Skugog arts with funding from the ontario trillium foundation and you can subscribe to our podcast and uh, go catch up with some of the past episodes we've been doing there's some great ones there see you next time thanks brett
1: Appreciate it and uh, everyone have yourself an amazing uh, holiday season and the rest of 2022.